Welcome to the Power of Prayer podcast. This program is a ministry of All Saints Church in Lakeland, Florida. Each conversation is unique because of the topics and participants who join the Reverend Kathy Hewlin in the discussion. It's our hope that by listening to these testimonies and discussions, your openness to hearing from God in prayer will grow and change the way you love Him, yourself, and others. On today's conversation of Power of Prayer, I'm joined by Vicki Chastang and Jay Geary. And we want to talk about grief. We have um, talked on that topic before, but in particular, just acknowledging that within our local parish family that we've had the loss of a loved one, of Sherry Northcutt, um, very recently. We've also just been through Hurricane Ian and are aware of what's happened in our state and up the eastern seaboard. We're also um, aware of an officer from Polk County that recently was on duty and through circumstances has lost his life. So just very fresh in experiences of um, loss and trauma and thought that our conversation today would uh, focus on the emotions that we experience in this early um, awareness of loss and um, just validating that those are real and true and honest to experience them and then to go to Christ in the midst of them and look for healing but listening for his voice. So I guess my first question would be um, let's let's talk about Sherry all of us had a, a relationship with Sherry and in learning that uh, she'd asked for last rites. So maybe even just prior to her actual death, that there was an awareness that, you know, something's happening in Sherry's life. Mm-hmm. And so how did each of us think about that and just knowing that she was at the hospital for a few weeks and, and in that situation, what kinds of emotions mm-hmm. did you have? Well, I um, I was very sad um, initially that Sherry Sherry was in the hospital for several weeks and she had um, not been well for the better part of this year, and um, knowing how it had impacted her life, um, she was so vibrant and active and independent and sassy <laughs> is a good way to describe That's a wonderful word. Sherry, I think, and um, that she really was feeling within herself that those things were fading in her personality. But I was very, um, I was very sad um, that one of our precious people who has left such a legacy of love and laughter and living life well with all of us and loving Jesus so beautifully and expressing that and sharing that. It was just visible in Sherry, always smiling, never met a stranger. And um, there was a deep sense of sorrow Mm -hmm. that I was experiencing because um, I had heard a couple weeks ago actually that she had asked for last rites and I felt like you know she knew then that time was was coming Mm -hmm. 
and then um, just in keeping up with her um, daily, the daily reports that came from her caregiver, Amy, were so wonderful for all of us. Mm -hmm. But reading and hearing the daily reports, and some were very positive, upbeat, that she seemed to be improving, and then others were um, more evident that that Sherry was not herself, Mm -hmm. was not there. And um, my heart um, is very sad because she was such a presence here at All Saints and in all of our lives that um, there definitely will be a void um, without Sherry here. Mm -hmm. So um, my first response during the past few weeks and months, every time I would see her, I'd be somewhat sorrowful but more recently the sorrow and the heaviness felt greater Mm -hmm. you know that sherry's time was coming but she was going to get to see jesus Mm -hmm. and so um yeah thank you vicky Mm -hmm. what about you jay Um, my relationship with sherry goes back to 2006 before i came to all saints actually and then uh, in 2007, when I came here, and then New York, St. Luke, I got to know Sherry, and she was a she was a very, very amazing person. I knew her actually because her husband Bill had had the same kind of cancer that I had, and my first encounter with Sherry was at the Watson Clinic uh, Cancer Center for some sort of a you know meet and greet the cancer survivors uh, party or whatever out there, and that's and she said, oh yeah, you know we had the same issues going on. And uh, I never really got to know Bill at all because he was very, very quiet and, and reserved and, and kind of standoffish after, after his uh, bout with cancer. And uh, I know that when I went to pray with him one time at the hospital, he just wasn't going to have it. He did, you know, please go away. Okay, well, fine. Um, and then he passed pretty, pretty rapidly after that. But uh, my relationship was mainly with Sherry. And, uh, you know, we had a kind of a... a a connection there with with uh, my cancer uh, struggle and uh, her husband's and um, you know that was kind of a I don't know if it's an artificial uh, link or whatever but it was something that gave us a kind of a common common interest to uh, to, to start a, a relationship with and uh, you know I knew her over the years and she was very very happy and very very funny and uh, she always you know made people think that she was a kind of a ditz, you know, like, <laughs> and, and that, that was absolutely not true at all. She was not. Yeah. But, uh, you know, she she acted kind of like, you know, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that I'm saying the right thing or whatever, very apologetic for uh, her own, you know, activities, I guess. But, um, but she was just a very sensitive, um, beautiful person. And uh, I know she missed Bill a great deal. And I'm I'm sad that she is gone now, uh, but I am, but I am hopeful and and I prayerfully believe that that she's reunited not just with Jesus, but Jesus has united her with Bill mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. and also with her brother Buddy. Buddy was a lawyer up in um, in Alabama, and uh, very close to Sherry. I think he was her only sibling, and um, he passed about uh, about five years ago, maybe six years ago, mm-hmm. and I think he had cancer also. So, and I know she miss, misses, missed him um, greatly um, mm-hmm. in the last, you know, several years. 
but um, you know, I'm very, I'm very, I feel very empty that that she's gone. Mm. You know, she was always somebody you could count on seeing and talking to, and uh, you know, she'd always had a kind word and a funny word or whatever, and uh, just a just an amazing person all around. Mm. And uh, um, I'm I'm very sad that she's no longer with us. But at the same time, I'm I'm happy for her that she is with Jesus, mm-hmm. and I don't have any doubt whatsoever that she's with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And uh, I hope that she is also reunited with her brother and her husband because they were probably the two most important people in her life. And uh, now she's, I hope, back with them as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a part of me that that's rejoicing for her. Um, but again, I am, I feel there's an emptiness that's going to take a while to fill. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to see Sherry at the gym and uh, give her a hard time there. And uh, But, um, you know, she was a very active person. In the last year, you're right, Vicki, she just kind of just, you know, just mm-hmm. shut down almost. And uh, I don't know if that was age or what, or what was going on with her, but uh, it was a definite change in her in her attitude. But she, she maintained... You know that sense of of happiness about her that uh, mm-hmm. was not going to be defeated simply because she wasn't feeling well. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, it definitely, it was some physical things changing in, <clears throat> in the past yes. year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, 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 oh, go ahead. Some Becky. someone said the other day that um, uh, Sherry could say things that no one else could say and get away with them. Exactly. <laughs> <You> exactly. <know>? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yes. So both of you then express sorrow as a feeling. Um, exactly. Yeah. And so what do we say for those, you know, when we have that and we're, we're carrying that sorrow, what do we do with that emotion? Where do we lean into God with that? What would you say for healing? Well, Scripture tells us that he's near the brokenhearted. And um, we, we grieve because we love Mm -hmm. and the reason that we love is because Jesus loves Jesus God loves us and God placed love inside of us Mm -hmm. so it's a very normal thing for us to have grief and to understand that it really is something it's a gift from God Mm -hmm. because we're not grieving that Sherry died we're grieving the loss that we feel in our lives Mm -hmm. because that because of all the love that she expressed to all of us and that we experienced and because we all loved her so much and still do Mm -hmm. Um, so if we can lean into God and ask him understand that um, he's right there with us to share that burden and to carry that grief and that we can go to him and uh, in times of great loss and sorrow we can turn to him we can be angry that's one of the steps of processing grief is anger many people become angry with God and that's okay he's pretty big mm-hmm. and uh, it's alright but we don't want to remain there mm-hmm. and um if we can just um, maybe even just visualize him, um, ask him to show us his face, help us to feel his presence, go into our quiet time, um, just be quiet and 
hand our our hand our uh, our grief over to him like put it in our hands and reach out and hand it to him and ask him to help us with it um then i believe that he ministers to us in his great grace and his grace great love to bring comfort and to bring peace to us and um to strengthen us and to help us help others yes it's important though that we understand that everyone grieves their own individually mm-hmm. um and independently our grief although the emotion of grief grief is just a mixed bag of emotions there can be anger there can be sorrow there can be frustration there can be anxiety all kinds of things so it's just sort of a hodgepodge of um, emotions but if we can understand that other people are going through it different ways and responding to it differently and love them and minister to them through it um, then it not only helps them but it helps us Mm -hmm. i don't know that i've answered your question you have and and i would say um like last weekend i was reflecting on sunday with folks about the hurricane and knowing Mm -hmm. that you know our area had damage but not nearly the way that it was experienced in some other places and how do we pray um into that and where do we see Christ in the midst of it and I turn to John 11 where Jesus weeps Mm -hmm. and I think that's you know what has really connecting with that for last week but then also as I've been speaking with people about uh, Sherry's passing that I'm reminded of you know Jesus weeps he's right there with us Mm -hmm. absolutely yeah that's that's extremely important to know and to and to rely on and um you know, I, I agree with everything that, that Jerry had to say and with what you were saying, Reverend Kathy, that um, Jesus knows our grief. He feels our grief. And even though our grief may be individual, you know, special to our own circumstances or relationships with a person, um, there's still the overarching love of God who, who you know, says, okay, this is your, it's a, it's a private grief sometimes, um, but uh, I'm here to, to share it with you. You're not alone in that. And uh, <clears throat> I think when we, we give our, when we give our grief to, to Jesus, um, he helps us deal with it. And I mean, he says, okay, this is your grief, and then this is how I'm gonna help you with it. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it, a lot of it actually, is uh, just the faith that, that he is listening to us, that he does feel our, our pain and that he is willing to uh, come to our aid um, in however, you know, he, he wills it. And uh, that there's always, there's always room in his schedule, mm-hmm. you know, for us to share our, our grief with him. And he, will sh- and he will bless us with his, I don't know how to, how to say this, but he'll, he'll speak to us in some way that will that will help us uh, determine what we need to do and going forward how we should you know process the grief and um, I think placing our faith in, in the Lord is a great way well, it's the way I think to to eliminate you know long-standing uh, sadness and suffering mm-hmm. you know to have the broken heart forever I know some people have what's called constant sorrow 
uh, over something. I mean, I know parents who've had uh, children born with, with uh, you know, severe handicaps or they've lost a child, um, you know, to, for, you know, the child has died. Um, there's a sorrow there that, that is just, just so heavy mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of people just struggle with that forever and ever and ever. And, and I don't think they, they give Jesus enough credit to, to reach out to him and just say, hey, help me with this, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, you know, how, how Jesus helps us with our grief is, is up to him. But uh, I think that, um, you know, we have to basically allow him to hear what we have to say and then allow him to speak to us in his way as to how, you know, we ought to process this. I mean, grief, grief is a process. I mean, it doesn't just yes. go away. Yes. It doesn't just come on you, you know. It's something that, that, that you know, it, it changes over time. And, um, you know, I think if we allow Jesus to be with us at every step of that grief, then it's, it's uh, who is it said, oh, death, who, where is thy sting, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the kind of thing. If, if that's, you know, if we, if we place our faith in, in the Christ, then the sting of that is, is less painful. Uh, it may not go away entirely, and maybe Jesus doesn't want it to go away entirely because there's a lesson there that we, we need to know. But I think that he takes a lot of the, the pain out of that if we give it to him um, and, and truly give it to him, not, not hold it back, but say, Lord, this is, I can't handle this alone. Please help me. So. And I'd say there are probably many times that we don't know that we're holding something back. Mm-hmm. There's a willingness in our heart that we are going to Christ and saying, please, please help. I can't, <laughs> I can't take this. I need some help. Um, and so there might be this wave of help in that moment that we experience. And then two months later, a year later, there's some wave that comes over us again. And, and then we get this fresh feeling of going back to Christ saying, this is just surfaced again. And I need, I need your help. So just kind of layer by layer, it feels like there's um, being open to what Christ can do in that process. Years ago, um, I was with some family. We were planning a funeral with our pastor. And he described grief as, um, of course, we, we were on the beach. We lived on the beach up in Jacksonville. And he described grief as um, like being on a seashore and the tide comes in, and uh, at first, if it's high tide, the tide is very strong. And we had rip currents. Up, we have rip currents up there in the Atlantic, but he said many times it feels like you're in a rip current. But if you allow yourself to relax and to float, which is what you do to come out of a rip current, you just relax and float and don't panic and, and do that, and allow God to wash over you, then you'll come out of the 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 initial trauma and the the strength, the power of that grief. And then as the tide goes out, it washes out and it is much like you just described, you said waves, it subsides and then the tide's gonna come back in again. Um, the waves are gonna come back in again. Maybe not as strong but they are going to come back in and then sometimes they come back very strong and it could be in a, a a month a year a week a day whatever two three years um 
uh, someone was sharing me just recently that um, they had a loss years ago and they were driving in their car and I don't know if a song came on or exactly what happened it probably was something to do with music and they heard a particular song and actually had to pull over the wave of grief just washed over them so mm -hmm. heavily that they pulled over and uh, they were saying you know where did that come from it's been so long you know for me to feel it so strongly well that was just another layer being mm -hmm. peeled off where God you know just revealed okay we have a, a little more that we need to take care of here mm -hmm. and um, you're right Jay about that um, that that sorrow that's there I mean a lot of people who've experienced a, a great deal of trauma or have situations in their lives um, it is it is a perpetual sorrow and sadness but the Lord can help us carry that mm -hmm we can find joy in him mm -hmm. I was um, speaking with someone the other day who um, has the sorrow experience but also there's this uh, sense of loss because they they don't know there's just confusion about relationship like sometimes there's a, a difficult complicated loss in that way and so there's a sense of regret or it's not complete and now they've the person has passed away and they don't have that person mm -hmm. to work through that um, so that also can happen mm -hmm. in these they part don't of our have grief. The closure mm -hmm. of that situation yes yeah so I what came to mind for me for a journey for healing for someone in without closure like that reminded me of the mother father blessing um, that Christian Healing Ministries does, and we've experienced some of that here. Um, but in this situation, it wouldn't be a mother or a father, but it's a friendship. You know, it's some kind of um, kinship that you shared with somebody that maybe there needs to be someone who stands in the stead of that person for you in some way, and you can speak to that person as if they were the loved one that you've you've lost, mm -hmm. and allow that person then standing in that place to speak back to you with that voice um, that takes a unique dynamic to make that happen but mm -hmm. but right. that that certainly <clears throat> knowing that needing closure is significant in the journey of healing um, finding ways to to accomplish mm -hmm. that you mentioned um, our our uh, family in southwest Florida mm -hmm. not necessarily there were all members of the same family yes. <laughs> um, when I was growing up my father's sister my aunt owned at one time most of Sanibel Island mm -hmm. when I was a child and um, over the years she she donated part of it for the Ding Darling Preserve and then also she sold her properties and left the island but when I was a, a, a child and a teenager and even early a, a young woman when Graylin, my husband Graylin and I were first married um, we would go on trips to visit her and that was before the causeway was built and we t went over by ferry and um, so I remember have all the I was messaging back and forth with my brother um, as we were seeing video things that were happening on Sanibel and we both had all these wonderful memories of Sanibel and I, and I think we both were experiencing the same sense of loss 
and sorrow for the people who were there and for that land, that property that mm-hmm. now has totally changed. Um, the uh, the aerial views of the island, it's just, um, it's amazing, but also, you know, the causeway, their, their, their lifeblood to the mainland has been completely cut off. And I know they're that that will be uh, some method will be restored and is in operation right now but um one of the things that he and i both commented on is that we you know can just reflect on so many wonderful memories and i think that's one thing that we can look for as we're processing our grief that no we don't have an opportunity to continue making memories with that person but we have often a treasure trove a library full of wonderful memories uh, or that you know that that land um, we or whatever uh, job friendship um, we have a just a treasure trove of wonderful memories and if we can somehow change our perspective to a more positive perspective of looking at the joy that the Lord gave us of that relationship with that person and the the memories that we have with them and can thank God for those things and not focus just on the emptiness and the loss but with gratitude thank him for putting that person in our life and for uh, that, all the contributions that that person made that we're not even aware of that changed us through our relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Every interaction we have with someone changes us in some way, mm-hmm. and there's, a, there's a, an impartation that goes from one individual to another in that interaction. And, so we, ha- and we have no idea it's a spiritual thing what that is and how that's impacting us but one day we will um so i like to think that you know, uh, the people who we have lost the places that we have lost <coughs> have contributed to making us who we are mm. and we can be find a way um, in time of being grateful and of course process our loss cry when you're cry, feel like crying rest when you need to rest um rejoice when you need to rejoice and um you know yes experience the emptiness but also look at our basket of goodies all filled up there mm-hmm. are those memories I, i've heard um someone say if it's if they're not quite ready to be able to to get the the joy but i agree with you like being able to to capitalize on those good memories and be thankful for that um more of the extended sorrow expression but then trying to find a container for it um like have that moment say understand that these emotions are god-given and experience it but then also can you put it on the shelf for a little while Mm -hmm. um so maybe it's 30 minutes today that I'll have that experience, but then I'm going to put it over here and I can come back and visit that again tomorrow mm-hmm. or three days from now. Whenever I need to. Right. <clears throat> yes. Mm-hmm. I agree. So. You had spoken earlier about the, um, 
the sheriff's deputy who, who died last week. Yes. <clears throat> I think there's a lot of instances where people who we don't know who are absolute strangers to us, but you know we have respect for them and, and for whatever capacity, um, suffer you know death or, or serious illness or whatever, <clears throat> and it affects us. I mean, there's so much going on in this world right now that that I mean, if we if we thought about it, we would be in tears all day long and all night long, thinking about all the all the sadness and 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 uh, evil that that creates uh, loss and 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 grief in the world. But it, and, and Jesus, I think, is good in terms of helping us to shut that off, you know, so that we're not drinking from the fire hose of 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 sorrow, you know, 24-7. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that in a situation like that, I mean, I, I certainly don't know this, this person. Um, I don't know who did know, but I know that his family and friends are, are grieving for him mm-hmm. and are grieving for, for each other. And I think what we can do is, as, as Christians is to, you know, maybe reach out to the Lord and just say, Lord, you know, we, we, we don't know these folks, but we are certainly sad for them and we pray for their for you to help them with their grief you know I mean I think that's the best we can do under those circumstances because we, we don't know them but um, you know I just there's so much going on in this in this planet right now that is grief producing mm-hmm. that you know it's like I say it, you just have to say Lord so much is out of my control I'm gonna I'm gonna just lift to you all the people who are suffering right now and ask for your mercy and, and blessing upon them and the people that I do know who are, you know, have have misfortune fall them, befall them, whatever, um, you know, help me to deal with that grief. And um, you know, I think there's, there's various, there's very l- different levels of it, different different brands of it, if you will. I mean, there's the the, the type of grief that we're, we're we're dealing with with Sherry, you know, her loss because she was close to so many of us and we knew her personally. Um, then you've got people who had a you know a family member or somebody who passed away, and we, we grieve for them, uh, but not as intensely perhaps as we we do for for Sherry. But um, I think all of it has to be. We just have to give our emotions to God, and ask Him to. You know, bring peace to us, um, as He as He deems appropriate. Bring uh, wisdom to us through that, and at the same time give us um, strength to carry on in the face of that because a lot of people just they just get whacked run over and they can't they can't function you know because they're so sad or so depressed or whatever and uh, I think it's very easy to fall into that uh, if we if if we're pushed to that level so, mm-hmm. so that's why knowing Jesus and reaching out to him at all stages of, of whatever grief we are confronted with um, is so important for our own, you know, mental <laughs> sanity, but also for spiritually, because a lot of this is, is, is Satan just beating us up, you know, saying, oh, come on, come on, you know, you ought to be PO'd at the Lord because this happened or whatever. Um, no, I don't think so, you know, and, you know, take it back to Jesus again all the time, because it's easy to slip off the rails and, I think, find other reasons to, to blame things or blame someone or blame God or, or whatever, when when you're faced with a loss or faced with a tragedy of some sort, and it's you know it's time to to you know step up and, and deal with the, the emotions that come from that, and not being 
not having that relationship with Jesus where we say to him, as we have faith that you will help me. You will give me strength. It doesn't matter. You will give me strength, regardless of how how uh, strong the emotion is or, or how how distant the person might have been from me or, or whatever. But I think it's just a constant relationship with Jesus to just say, please, God, give me strength daily to deal with this. You know, in my own special circumstances, give me extra strength, please. Mm-hmm. You know, but in all the other ones that people I know or hear about, um, give me the strength to to be cognizant of their of their sorrow. But in a in a way that that is, I don't want to say this, not in a, in a positive way, but in a way that that I understand it and reach out to them through you, to uh, to just you know have that person blessed. Mm-hmm. You know, I, it's, it, there's there's limits to what we can do and how much we can feel and how much we can experience, but Jesus is limitless. He knows that he's got the whole bag going on. And so, you know, when we understand that, it's easier, I think, to, to place all of our emotions and, and uh, disappointments, um, our griefs, into his hands and be comfortable in doing that. Yes. I, I think the last thing I would love for um, those that listen to this to, to hear then for the those of us that are prayer ministers and you come for service and um, there's people standing in St. Mary's Chapel to pray, know that the prayer ministers would love to pray with you and for you yes. if you are experiencing these yes. thoughts, um, that it is so valuable to have someone to be there with you, to be an advocate in praying with and for you. So we encourage yes, you to do that. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you both for the conversation today, and we do pray that it brings a message of hope and healing and um, just companionship that we share some of these thoughts and feelings as a community. So God bless you all.